Good morning. Uh, just a reminder, we are having one final Lenten dinner uh, for the Lenten season this coming Wednesday. And if you are interested in attending, we'd ask you to please sign up uh, in the sheet uh, in the back in the narthex. Uh, also, with Holy Week coming up, we are listing those services in our bulletin. And just a reminder, from Monday, Thursday, and Good Friday, we are indeed going to have services both at 7 p.m. and then also that afternoon service at 2 p.m., if that might be better for your schedules. The Old Testament reading for this, the fifth Sunday in Lent, is from the 43rd chapter of Isaiah. Thus says the Lord, who makes a way in the sea, a path in the mighty waters, who brings forth chariot and horse, army and warrior. They lie down, they cannot rise, they are extinguished, quenched like a wick. Remember not the former things, nor consider the things of old. Behold, I am doing a new thing. Now it springs forth. Do you not perceive it? I will make a way in the wilderness and rivers in the desert. The wild beasts will honor me, the jackals and the ostriches. For I give water in the wilderness, rivers in the desert. Give drink to my chosen people, the people whom I formed for myself, that they might declare my praise. This is the word of the Lord. The epistle reading is from the third chapter of Philippians. Indeed, I count everything as loss because of the surpassing worth of knowing Christ Jesus my Lord. For his sake, I have suffered the loss of all things and count them as rubbish in order that I may gain Christ and be found in him. Not having a righteousness of my own comes from the law But that which comes through faith in Christ, the righteousness from God that depends on faith, that I may know him and the power of his resurrection and may share his sufferings, becoming like him in his death, that by any means possible I may attain the resurrection from the dead. Not that I have already obtained this or am already perfect, But I press on to make it my own, because Christ Jesus has made me his own. Brothers, I do not consider that I have made it my own. But one thing I do, forgetting what lies behind, straining forward to what lies ahead, I press on toward the goal for the prize of the upward call of God in Christ Jesus. This is the word of the Lord. The Holy Gospel according to St. Luke, the 20th chapter. Jesus began to tell the people this parable. A man planted a vineyard and let it out to tenants and went into another country for a long while. When the time came, he sent a servant to the tenants so that they would give him some of the fruit of the vineyard. But the tenants beat him and sent him away empty-handed. And he sent another servant. But they also beat and treated him shamefully and sent him away empty-handed. And he sent yet a third. This one also they wounded and cast out. Then the owner of the vineyard said, What shall I do? I will send my beloved son. Perhaps they will respect him. But when the tenants saw him, they said to themselves, This is the heir. Let us kill him, so that the inheritance may be ours. And they threw him out of the vineyard and killed him. What then will the owner of the vineyard do to them? 
He will come and destroy those tenants and give the vineyard to others. When they heard this, they said, Surely not. But he looked directly at them and said, What then is this that is written? The stone that the builders rejected has become the cornerstone. Everyone who falls on that stone will be broken to pieces, and when it falls on anyone, it will crush him. Scribes and chief priests sought to lay hands on him at that very hour, for they perceived that he had told this parable against them, but they feared the people. So they watched him and sent spies who pretended to be sincere. They might catch him in something he said so as to deliver him up to the authority and jurisdiction of the governor. This is the gospel of the Lord. Grace, mercy, and peace to all of you from God our Father and our Lord Jesus Christ. Amen. Jesus told a story today about a man who owned a vineyard. And he rented it to some tenants. The vineyard was his. He owned it. He hired tenants to work in the vineyard. But the tenants wanted more. They didn't just want a salary from working in the vineyard. The tenants wanted the vineyard for themselves. So they were going to take it. They were even willing to kill the owner's son to take the vineyard for themselves. So they did. The tenants killed the owner's son. They killed the son because they wanted to keep the vineyard for themselves. Jesus told this story against the Pharisees. They were the tenants. They would do anything to have God's kingdom all for themselves. The Pharisees would even get their hands bloodied by killing the son. But not just any son. They would kill Jesus, the Son of God. Jesus did tell the story against the Pharisees. But this story isn't just for the Pharisees. It's also for us. And this story does not just describe what the Pharisees would do. It also describes what we are sometimes willing to do. The story shows what all of us are willing to do anytime we try to take God's kingdom for ourselves. Now, I know none of us stood at Jesus' trial and condemned him to death. We are not the Pharisees. But we can act like them sometimes. And we can act just like the tenants in the parable sometimes. We are like them whenever we push Jesus away from us. We are like them whenever we push Jesus away from his vineyard, away from us. We're like them anytime we think our sins are not that bad. We still deserve the kingdom of God, as if salvation is just ours to take, because... We think we should have it. We're just like the tenants when we think that the sins we commit are not so horrible. Not compared to those really bad sinners out there like a murderer or some terrible child molester. 
We usually don't think we are like those really bad sinners. We often like to think of ourselves as light sinners. We usually think of our sins as being not so bad. But whenever we end up thinking like that, we actually end up committing the worst sin imaginable. We commit the greatest sin, the sin of pride. Because we end up believing that we don't need Jesus that much. Not like other people do. We commit the worst sin because we are basically pushing Jesus out of his vineyard, out of our lives, and telling him to go find other people who really need your help. Not us, though. We don't need him. Not that badly. How many times have we been like the tenants and pushed Jesus away from us, keeping him away from us at arm's length? How many times have we pushed him away from us? His own vineyard. When all he wants to do is have us recognize our sin and then to see what he has done for us. And so we push Jesus outside of his vineyard. Anytime we walk up to communion as if we were just on autopilot, not recognizing what Jesus did for us, that he literally suffered and died for us. Meanwhile, we may not even be willing to suffer the slightest inconvenience for him. We push Jesus out of his vineyard when we listen to the scriptures that we like to hear, but ignore the other parts of the scriptures we don't like. Or ignore the portions that, frankly, we just don't agree with. We push Jesus outside of his vineyard when we think we know what is best for our lives and only listen to God when we happen to agree with God. We push Jesus outside of his vineyard anytime we act like we are our own little gods who know what we need for our lives better than Jesus does. A lot of pushing. Lent is a time, a season, to think about our sins. But this may be the worst sin. When we drag Jesus out of our lives and toss him by the wayside like he isn't even necessary. In the parable, the tenants tried to take the vineyard for themselves. They even tried killing the owner's son to take it for themselves. But in the big picture of God's plans, they could try all they wanted. They weren't going to stop God. At the end of the story, Jesus said the owner of the vineyard would come, kill all of those tenants. And this is the part all of us should remember very seriously. Jesus said the vineyard owner would come and give the vineyard to others. If those tenants were going to abuse what the owner gave, then he was going to give that vineyard, give it to other people. I cannot stress this enough. 
Each of you are here today because God has given you his church, his vineyard. Each of you believe in Jesus Christ because it was God who has given you a new birth and baptism, made you a new person, a new creation. It was God who has given you the Holy Spirit so that you can believe. It is God, the owner of his vineyard, who gives you the forgiveness of all of your sins. Now, you could be like the tenants in the parable and try to push Jesus out. That's sad, but it's true. You could. But none of us have to treat Jesus that way. None of us have to treat Jesus like he is disposable or unnecessary for our lives, or at least not fully necessary. We don't have to try and take something from God. After all, you can't steal salvation. Salvation is a gift God is giving to you freely. It is all yours through Christ. You know, the Apostle Paul actually went through a lot of what we do, a lot of what we struggle with. Because he actually once lived his life believing with confidence that he was a good person, a good Jew, who did everything that he was told to do. Paul especially thought he was not as bad as other people, lower Jews, Gentiles, Paul tried to live his life like he was the best of the best. But after Paul was called to have faith in Jesus rather than have faith in himself, Paul talked about throwing all of that worldly pride away. Here's what Paul said today in our reading from Philippians. But whatever gain I had... I count it as loss for the sake of Christ. Indeed, I count everything as loss because of the surpassing worth of knowing Christ Jesus, my Lord. For his sake, I have suffered the loss of all things and count them as rubbish in order that I may gain Christ and be found in him, not having a righteousness of my own that comes from the law, but that which comes through faith in Christ, the righteousness from God that depends on faith, that I may know him and the power of his resurrection and may share his sufferings, becoming like him in his death, that by any means possible I may attain the resurrection from the dead. We don't have to live like the tenants in the parable who pushed the son out of the vineyard. And we certainly don't have to live like the Pharisees who killed Jesus and tried to claim they did not even need him. Instead, we can be like the Apostle Paul, who counted all of his great accomplishments in life as nothing more than a pile of garbage when it came instead to believing in Jesus Because instead of all that, Paul looked in faith to Jesus, trusting that the Son who died and rose again would also carry him into eternal life with him. Jesus wants to do the same thing for you. 
Jesus is inviting you to toss away everything in your life. Anything that you cling to that you think makes you worthy in the eyes of God, toss it away. And instead, cling to Christ. Anything you are using in your life to try and make yourself feel like your sins are not so bad. I hope you realize that all sin came at a great price. The death of Jesus. And you can and should cling to that death to know that you really are forgiven because of him. Anytime you begin to think you are better than others, throw all of that worldly pride into the garbage can and instead cling to Christ who rose from the dead and he did that for you. We don't put our hopes on ourselves for eternal life. That's just pushing Jesus away out of his vineyard, out of his church, out of our lives. Instead, we place our hopes on Christ and Christ alone. And he is not going to disappoint you. He will carry you along with him into eternal life one day. That's his promise to you. Amen. And now may the peace of our God, which surpasses our understanding, keep your hearts and your minds in Christ Jesus our Lord. Amen.